everyone, I'm Kendria. I need you to go like, follow, and subscribe. Soul Productions. What's up everyone? And this is Next Level Thinking. What's up everyone? It's another episode of Next Level Thinking where we always bring you inspired guests to help you bring it to the next level. It's your host Chris Holmes as always and today I have a special guest by the name of Brandy Benson. Awesome. So let's go ahead and start out kind of broad but tell the audience a little bit about yourself. Alright. Founder of Resume Advantage. Newly published book called The Enemy. Right now, Iraq and coming back with a very rare and aggressive cancer. Um, it's about personal perseverance and pushing through, you know, hard times. And um, so I'm just really glad to be a guest on your show and to uh, speak about my platform right now. Awesome, awesome. And you uh, spoke about cancer, correct? Yes. Yes, yeah, so I go a little bit more in depth on about that because I want to make sure they heard that because had a little tech gifty. Uh, I don't know why the music was trying to come in, but I want to make sure to hear that loud and clear. You know, we mm-hmm. always kind of have technical, diff- uh, you know, text things happen, but go a little bit more in depth about that. All right. Uh, so I am a survivor of Ewing sarcoma cancer, which is a very rare aggressive cancer. Um, it is usually found in the long bone so either your arm or your leg it's a bone cancer and um it didn't quite get to the bone so it just stayed localized and it was in all of the soft tissue um i did 90 rounds of 90 plus rounds of chemotherapy i had seven surgeries on my leg i had my entire adductor muscle removed i had to learn how to walk again i had a lot of physical therapy a lot of behavioral mental therapy which is extremely critical when you're going through some sort of traumatic event you know you need some sort of support system and that definitely helped me out with that so um my book is about you know being diagnosed with cancer and um being able to um be rebirthed into a new person basically but um the enemy inside me it's kind of like a metaphor so everybody in life has some sort of adversity they're going through or some sort of hard time so the enemy in them could be that you know that they're experiencing whether it be a traumatic event or a death in the family and mine just so happens to be a very rare aggressive cancer and it just you know i'm just journaling and chronic uh um, writing down my feelings and how i went through it my survivorship through that okay so we're gonna go a little bit more deeper than that because i feel like that's very important especially for uh people out there who can uh, definitely mm-hmm. relate to it, um what you went through so mm-hmm. what went through your mind when you first find out and then we're going to go into like what you did i mean what you did to go into the forward direction and then turn that all back around so we're going to first start out with like what was all going in your head because i'm pretty sure these are possibly the same thoughts that go in other people's head as well mm-hmm. when i was first diagnosed i was in complete denial i was like the doctor must have the wrong results because I was only 24 years old. I was extremely healthy. I've been active my entire life. I don't smoke. I barely drink. You know, I was in the military and I was working out like crazy. So to be diagnosed at 24 years old with a very rare aggressive cancer, I just couldn't fathom it. I didn't understand it. And I was in denial for a very long time. And then after I accepted it and I was like, okay, so I have this, you know, what do I do next? You know, who do I talk to? How do I go about doing this? Um, 
really my family was a huge support system. My mother was there for me from my initial treatment all the way to the last treatment. She quit her job and she just came and she supported me. So I, I, I had a really great support system and they just treated me like I was normal, like nothing was wrong with me. You know, they, of course, they helped me when I needed help, but they didn't treat me as if I was sick. They kind of like looked at me like, yes, you know, you have something wrong, but it's not like a deadly thing. So, so what they did was like, you know, I don't know if, if anybody's ever heard of the law of attraction, mm-hmm. but you know, whatever your thoughts are consistently on is what you're going to you know, be presented into your life. So they would treat me like I was well, they didn't speak like I was sick, you know? So then I would, um, I was reciprocating that and I was acting as if I was just fine. You know, I was still, going out and doing certain things and um you know i went out and i bought a car i was you know acting as if this wasn't happening to me not that i mean it is denial but i was trying to put positive vibes and positive things into that atmosphere instead of you know crumbling and just being extremely depressed and sad and you know letting the entire you know disease take over me so i kind of just i accepted it i was you know i was depressed for a little while but then i moved forward i moved on and i just you know, was really implementing the law of attraction into my recovery during that time. And I'm glad you hit on all of that because uh, that definitely makes it relatable. And then uh, there's, you dropped several different uh, golden nuggets. And one of them um, definitely was when you had a good support system uh, to mm-hmm. help you go through this. Because some people like to isolate themselves from others. And I think that's never mm-hmm. a good idea. So I, yeah, no. the fact that you have others to support you uh, through all of this is a big plus because they help you mm-hmm. uh, get there to that mindset of much more. And the other one, um, I'm summarizing it up, is your mindset. And going mm-hmm. it ties together that and then the law of attraction because you could have easily just went like, why me? And just stayed into that, you know, dark place. And you probably would have got even sicker because, you know. Yes. Your emotions, your energy is just completely in a negative kind of way. And, you know, that's never good. But the fact that you, uh, you know, of course, you're going to go through the storm, but you put your mindset, okay, I want to live like nothing happened. I want to enjoy my life. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, Mm -hmm. everything just slowly got back to normal. And the mindset is like the biggest thing when it comes to a lot of things, not only this, but life in general. It's like you Mm -hmm. form your own different, your own (laughs) reality. Right. And that's really half the battle. If you can grasp the concept with your mind, whatever it is, if you believe you can do it, you can do it. If you believe that you can't, you won't. Like your mind is so powerful. And I was so set on not giving up on myself and not believing what the doctors were saying. Yes, I had this rare aggressive cancer and, you know, it could, you know, um, it could go to all these different areas. It could go to my lungs and my brainstem and my spinal cord. But I didn't want to hear any of that. And I was like, I'm going to be better. I'm going to be fine. You know, this is this is just a chapter in my book. This doesn't have to be, you know, the ending of my story. So I was very set on getting well and being better and seeing myself in a better state and, you know, being informative and listening to what they were saying. But I didn't want to accept it. I did not want to give up on myself. And that's very, very important. Yes, it is very important because, you know, even though they have all this, but your mind can go through even past limitations. Uh, we see this mm-hmm. all the time, especially when it comes to sports, uh, where you have the underdog and the 
the stats are against them and they're struggling in the first half or mm-hmm. the first quarter and they're like, this is pretty much over. And then all of a sudden, like third or fourth quarter or near the end, just something happens. You're like, where did that come from? It's that, right. You, it's like the fight of flight. Yep. Mm-hmm. That ambition, that drive, that, you know, that push that's like, I refuse to, like, this is not the end. It's like getting mm-hmm. yourself put in the corner in the boxing ring and you're like, it's not going to end like this. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. Uh, we're going to fight. <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. it's like right. uh, if, if I'm going down, we're going to fight. <laughs> but I'm not going down right. like this. Right. Yeah, I was, uh, you know, and I'm just, first of all, I'm so petrified of death. Like, I do not want to die. If I could drink some sort of portion that would make <laughs> me live forever, I would probably, probably do that. So, for them to tell me that I was going to die, I was like, oh, absolutely not. Like, I cannot give up on myself. And, you know, I was just whatever I could do to take my mind off of it. Um, I went, like I said, I went and I bought a car. I mean, if you think you're going to die, you're definitely not going to go out and purchase a vehicle. I went, I got a car. Um, I, you know, I was going to different places and traveling to different places. I mean, these are things that the doctor said not to do, of course, but I didn't want to limit myself and believe that I was going to die. You know, I wanted to have something to live for. Gotcha. And that's what it's about, mm-hmm. stepping beyond that comfort zone and then also, like, you know, taking that leap of faith. I mean, like, you know, like, no matter what you say, I know I still got time to do something else. So let's get it. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> so, uh, with exactly. this, so with all of this happening, do you uh, believe that this event is forming a to your why of building this platform? Yes, definitely. You know, I feel like having cancer, yes, you know, it's a horrible thing. Not only did it affect me, but it affected my family, the people around me, the nurses, you know, everybody that was involved in my treatment and my care plan. But it kind of like saved my life because it made me realize how quickly life can be taken from you, A, and B, how you should be cherishing how beautiful life is just in general, you know, because one minute you're you're healthy and the next minute you can be sick or you know in a terrible car accident and how you woke up today is not how you're going to be going back to sleep so it just made me really open my eyes to the concept of life and to be appreciative of everything the good the bad the ugly the evil and i feel like everything has a purpose in life and right now i had cancer i was sick but now my purpose is to help those who have survived in traumatic events you know like i was saying like the car accident uh, maybe they survive some sort of suicidal attempt or um, such a, you know, a disease like this to help them and show them that there is more than, you know, what they've been diagnosed as. There are more than cancer. There are more than, you know, whatever they've been told that they are to live, to, you know, to live for tomorrow, to be healthy and not to give up, not to put, not to um, have, not to make permanent decisions off of temporary events or feelings, you know? I like that. That should be like a quote right there. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I use it all the time. I use it all the time. Yeah. Yep. And I like also how you pointed out, and a, a lot of us need to uh, think of us more often, is cherish the little things in life and just cherish life mm-hmm. in general. Because this is one of those things like you don't know how much you love it until it's gone or you feel like it's almost gone. Then you're like, oh, snap. Right. Like, don't, mm-hmm. don't wait to then appreciate right. everything you have in front of you right now and there's exactly. so many and people just get go I'm sorry go ahead no you good yeah people mm-hmm. just people get caught up in the repetition of now 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 when you should sit back and look and like smell the roses and see what life is and talk to your neighbor and like how is this person doing and 
you don't always have to be like in the zone of this like it looks like we're here but we're not here you know it's it's i don't know it just really opened my eyes to a whole different life now it's like i am i am not the same person i was before i had cancer at all and my family can attest to that i'm much different in a in a in a positive way of course yeah and then it's funny you mention that because sometimes it takes you know life gotta punch you in a in a jaw mm-hmm. for you to mm-hmm. kind of like tell you like look you're not gonna listen then but you're gonna listen out of this but mm-hmm. you know sometimes yep. you gotta bump mm-hmm. sometimes you gotta bump your head to really start appreciating things and just or just turn to the person that you need to become because uh mm-hmm. of course you know you went through your storm but with this you know it strengthened you and then you also have to use this as a testimony or you know your motivation to impact others Right. Never give up. You know, just you got to keep pushing no matter what, no matter what. And again, like don't make permanent decisions off of temporary events or feelings or, you know, it's because it's, it's not going to last forever. You know, the, these hard times, this cancer, whatever it was, I just knew that this wasn't the end for me. And I had to fight for my life. And I have a, you know, I'm, I'm very strong willed and I just I could not give up on myself. So yeah, being, being able to push through was important. And you never should uh, give up on yourself. So, with all of that, like, what's what are your f- future plans? Um, so I have a really big talk in India. Um, I'm one of the keynote speakers there. I will be discussing the art of um, survival, and I think I have a couple of the topics I haven't picked yet. But I have a, a huge conference in India, and it's from the 11th to the 17th in New Delhi. Uh, what else am I going to be doing? I have um, a feature with Kevin Hines. I'm not quite sure if anybody has ever heard of Kevin Hines, but he is um, a suicidal survivor. He tried to jump off the Golden Gate Bridge, wow. and he lived. Yes, he lived. So I have a feature with him. We did a, an interview with him and talked about my book and the story. So that was amazing and great. Um, I just, you know, trying to spread the word as much as I can about you know, um, you and sarcoma and how it is, who it affects, you know, the statistics behind it, the science behind it, basically, and um, spreading awareness about not making permanent decisions off of temporary feelings or events. Mm-hmm. Awesome, awesome, and great uh, work that yeah. I can see coming in the future. And uh, I'm glad that everybody is uh, making their challenges and things that have overcome into a positive outlook to which can reach out to other people mm-hmm. and then most importantly uh as we all hope for to prevent certain actions to be taken because uh right a lot of times uh, um i feel like when people get in that kind of zone they feel like they're alone and no one understands them but when you're right. sharing your stories and you impact and say like look you can't overcome it it just brings them back it snaps them back in right right and it is it is different when someone who doesn't who hasn't had the treatment or hasn't gone through whatever this event that somebody else is going through it's different like when the nurses would tell me i understand how you feel i know what you're going through i'm like i don't believe that they understand but when another cancer patient would come up to me and tell me like i cherish those words and i value those words because i knew how they felt we knew how we took you know how we both felt during that time or what fears we're facing so being able to know that there's a community out there that knows you know, what it feels like to face death or knows what it feels like to, um, 
go through a really traumatic event in life and to know that there is light on the other side of this. It's very important to be able to reach out to those people, to know that there's there's a group and organizations that are there for you. You know, so if and I always I always encourage people to inbox me or send me any messages. I, I give advice. I you know, I try to help out as much as I can. You know, it's just just knowing that there's other people out there to help you is very important. Yes, yes, it's all very important and I love how you got in detail about that because people need to hear that especially uh with all the things going on in the world today and the internet as we know is like super like a highway for like misinformation so we needed to shine some more positive light so Mm -hmm. with with all this said we're gonna go ahead and close it out but tell the Mm -hmm. audience uh where can they find you at all right um on instagram i am at brandy b-r-a-n-d-i-l benson b-e-n-s-o-n um, and then on Facebook, I'm Brandy L. Benson, and my website is www.brandylbenson.com. Nice, nice. Oh, I almost forgot. Mm-hmm. So, closing comments. Okay. Uh, do I have any comments? Or are you asking for something else? Yeah, like leave like a strong statement for just to linger on the, the people's mind as we close it. Mm. Um, gosh. Uh, I guess a strong statement would be like, I don't know, live like tomorrow is not going to be here. What would you do if you if you knew tomorrow was not going to be here? What would you do? And how would you value and quantify that time? Mic drop, enough said. <laughs> bam, yes. Bam, bam. So, as you, as you always know, uh, we always bring you inspired guests to uh, Next Level Thinking. It's your Chris, host, Chris Holmes, as always, and I have my special guest by the name of... Brandy Benson. Awesome. So make sure you like, subscribe, and share the message to others so it can inspire others and help them take it to the next level. Peace. Peace.